0: On today's episode, we talk about money, money, money. By that, I mean raising capital for e commerce. I'm going to be talking about the current options available beyond family and friends. That is, raising seed capital from angel investors and crowdfunding from a veteran entrepreneur that has just surpassed his Kickstarter goal by almost 500%. Stay tuned.
1: Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, where we interview founders of fast-growing seven- and eight-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2X their businesses, and inspire you to take action in your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the The mix, mix. Kuhn Campbell.
0: Hi 2Xers, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell, and this is a podcast where I interview e-commerce entrepreneurs and online marketing experts who help uncover new e-commerce marketing tactics and strategies to help you, my fellow 2Xers, grow metrics that matter to your online stores. Metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales. You know you're in the right place. On today's show... I have with me Marvin Weinberger. Marvin is a serial entrepreneur, an inventor, and an expert in raising funds with angel investors, VCs, and more recently on Kickstarter. He's a founder of a Philadelphia-based e-commerce startup called American Certified, which is an AmericanCertified.com, which offers the largest selection of American-made goods. Marvin strongly believes in supporting US-made products and US manufacturing businesses in general. He's not only put in $500,000 of his own money in American Certified, he also successfully raised $200,000 of his first venture 12 months ago, which we're going to talk about. Um, That's not all. Marvin is about to close in on on a Kickstarter campaign in a few days, in about four days' time um, of his latest Made in America invention, the Lil Trucker. I believe, surpassing its $25,000 goal thousand goal by 400%. It's currently $105,000. Marvin's close connections and experience with angel investors and venture capitalists in Philadelphia has led him to owning a <laughs> co-working space for, sta- for startups called Forth. Marvin has also created a seed fund for 29 tech startups in Ventureforth. And the venture fourth co-working space that provides capital, offers space, and a thriving environment for these startups. Um, Marvin is here to talk to us about raising capital for e-commerce ventures. Welcome to the show, Marvin. That's a long, long, long intro. Welcome to the show, Marvin.
2: Well, it's a pleasure to be here. You forgot to mention that my uh, original training was as a professional violinist, and. Oh. Uh, I, you know, I, I helped to pay the bills doing uh, weddings and bar mitzvahs in the early days of my startups. Wow, I didn't do my research well then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was just going to ask you to t- to take a minute or less to to tell our you know, our listeners about your yourself.
2: Well, thank you. I have uh, been an entrepreneur for quite a long time. I have a passion for starting companies, as you indicated. Um, I've been here in Philadelphia for more than twenty years. I started um, Infonautix, oh, wow, about 23 years ago here mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. That was the first uh, internet company in the region. My co-founder in um, Infonautix was, uh, was a young fellow by the name of Josh Koppelman, who's since gone on to uh, some considerable and well-earned success in venture capital, but um, a number of the... Um, Successful entrepreneurs and leaders in Philadelphia. I'm proud to say, worked with me during the days at uh, at Infinotics. At the same time, this actually was not my my first online startup. My first online startup was more than 35 years ago, also mm-hmm. in the Philadelphia area. It was a company called Telebase Systems. I got the the uh, the bug early on for online connections and databases. But uh, this was many, many years before the Internet. We were serving up access to um, uh, public databases. In in this case, we're we're talking about scientific databases, uh, 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 professional business databases to customers around the world. But because of the low speed uh, bandwidth that was available Mm. and the difficulty of making access, our customers were sometimes using telex machines coming at us at uh, 75 baud. Uh, you know that's that's minus the, uh, you know that's just seventy five with no zeros. So today's access is what a couple million times faster. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool back then, even at seventy five. That was the first entry into the online world.
0: I remember teletext machines. so you no, know, teletext itself. Um, uh, right. The thing that were discontinued in the UK a few years ago. But um, yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. And you've you made a transition. So, so what's been your transition over the last, say, twenty years now into e-commerce? Because you're you're now, cause I, I realised you're you're an inventor, and then you made this smooth transition into e-commerce, and you, you've you, with your VC connections, you, you've managed to you know sort of raise funds um, continuously before for your VC business. How, what what's been your kind of your journey um, over the last ten to twenty years?
2: Well, after Infonautics, I launched a, a, a another online venture, which uh, uh, is considered legion or legendary in, in Philadelphia, but unfortunately mm. it failed. That was Electric Schoolhouse. Mm. Uh, we were uh, a bit too early in trying to provide comprehensive access to information and services um, in an online platform. Uh, at the same time. Also, have to admit, not successful. I launched what was then the first incubator in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes being first uh, is not an advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, being first is usually not an advantage, except for all the times when it is. <laughs> That's the problem with advice, is that it? It, it? It's always true, except when it isn't. Exactly. Uh, I, I launched an incubator with, uh, oh, I think 20,000 square feet. We oh. uh, completely... Rebuilt an old schoolhouse. It had everything except entrepreneurs. There weren't enough internet entrepreneurs in, back, f- in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, back <laughs> sixteen years ago, and I tried to do it, and it just sat mostly empty till I eventually, after having gone through quite a lot of cash, had to close it down. I'm hoping that Venture Forth, the incubator, and and co- that you're you know you all court you likely right <laughs> uh, uh, likely to take this more seriously where in Philadelphia the perhaps not as quote realistic is that really what they want you to do is already have proven that the business is going to be a success Mm. before you put in their money you know and then uh, and then take their money so they want you to be at the point where you're you know you're ready for a big success but are desperate enough to take money from people that are that are uh, uh, jerks
0: what do they want to get in return (laughs) (laughs) 'm just they have to filter, they have to put these filters in um dedication integrity, you know the team money in the idea was fundamental, but what do they want to get in return for for the equity do do they typically want an exit um when perhaps VC money comes in or you know you 've grown to a certain size and um, you want to sort of buy them out or um, what do they want from, from your findings? What, what what exactly do angels want from – what kind of returns do they want and, and how do, do they want to exit?
2: It depends a lot on the individual. But most of the, if you will, the professional angels that I work with, they're not looking for a quick exit. Mm. Uh, they all want to have an exit strategy. They want to know that this isn't just a lifestyle business mm. where you spend their money on on your salaries and never exit – uh, in a fashion uh, which is going to generate returns to the shareholders. But most of them uh, that I work with are are pretty flexible. They want to know that it's the kind of company which can attract larger investments and which can have an exit strategy. Uh, if they're good investors, rather than looking to, to, to exit when the venture capitalists come in, most of them are actually looking for right of participation. Mm. Uh, uh, and ideally, you know, you'd like a, a, a seed round investor who has the motivation uh, and the wherewithal to put up additional capital to maintain their equity stake when professional, you know, when when major investors come to the table,
0: mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. One more question around well investing in general from from an angel standpoint. What 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 are your thoughts on on idea pitch days, um, particularly in, in in the area of e commerce and, and online retail? Are they any good? Should our listeners consider participating in in idea pitch days?
2: I think the demo days are terrific. The demo days. I mean, there's, there's certainly good entertainment. Dream adventures, which is I think now the tenth largest accelerator in the country, is based here in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and their demo days are extremely entertaining. Everybody wants to sort of uh, uh, put on their own mini version of a TED conference, and and they certainly do a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know you you have to then talk to the the you know, talk to the entrepreneurs afterwards and find out where the reality is is versus the you know the pitch buzz mm-hmm. uh but it, it's certainly a great way to uh to get a sense of the state of the art in terms of presentations and what's uh you know what's appropriate when you're trying to compete on a on a high level uh with other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and sometimes you find great companies and if you can move quickly. I, I've picked up a couple of great companies at demo days here in Philadelphia and have brought them into Venture Forth and have been you know, just delighted that uh, I was prepared to pull the trigger. They were willing and anxious to move and to make the move, and, and now they're, they're members at Venture Forth.
0: Well, very, very interesting. Are you the sole owner of um, Venture Forth, or is there a board in, in Venture Forth?
2: I am the sole owner right now, but I'm actually uh, in real time negotiating to bring in other investors and partners. Okay.
0: So our Philadelphia listeners if, if there there's anyone listening, um, you know, um, check our venture forth. By the way, it's it's um the always is, is a zero, I believe. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so so I'm gonna to start to wrap things up here. And um one of my, my questions I typically ask um at the end of um each show is um are there any tools books or resources you can recommend to online retailers and entrepreneurs looking to this time raise capital for their business or, or, or ideas or anything linked to to getting that mindset fine-tuned to, towards raising capital
2: i don't have any one resource but but one of the things i would recommend for those who are looking to learn more about pretty much everything first round capital has um the first round review, if you will, it's like a Harvard business review for uh, entrepreneurs and venture capitalists. It is terrific. It's free. And it's one of the, it's just one of the best resources. And uh, in the course of their, uh, their coverage, they're, they're constantly providing extraordinary guidance into pretty much every topic that a young entrepreneur might be interested in
0: absolutely spot and i'm subscribed to it to it to their newsletter okay um finally what's the best way listeners can um get in touch with you
2: Uh, the best way is to email me via innovation factory innovation factory is the uh is the company which actually sponsors little trucker and is if you will the holding company for everything else the email would be marvin at innovation factory just like it sounds innovationfactory.com. Okay,
0: I will I would add it to, to the show notes. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for giving in your time um, and sharing insights on, on raising capital for e-commerce. Marvin.
2: Well, thank you. It's been a real pleasure and and uh, best wishes to uh, to you and to your uh, and to your listeners. <music>